was saying I'm not rich. Um, I guess I'm not as prepared as rich either. Hey guys, it's so good to be with you all this morning as we come and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. What a blessing it is. Hey, if you don't know who I am, my name is Andreas, and I'm blessed with being one of the pastors on staff here at Vertical Church. And, and uh, thank you. Yep. And, I, and I'm thankful to be here with you all this morning. Uh, a couple things to get started with this morning. Hey, we are six days away from Christmas Eve. Six days away. And we got three services going on. This place is going to be rocking for Jesus. It's going to be great. If you're not here on Christmas Eve, I don't know what you're doing. You got to be here. You got to be here. It's going to be amazing. Rich is going to kill it. The worship team is going to kill it. And all in the name of Jesus. It's going to be awesome. So we hope that you're there on Christmas Eve with us. Secondly, hey, there's a lot of you in this room who sponsored a student to go to Camp Ileana. And I want to thank you. Because there's several students who wouldn't have been able to go to Camp Ileana if it wasn't for you. Our student, yeah, seriously. Here's some photos. You know, our students got to enjoy a giant swing over a lake, paintball, uh, football, uh, karaoke. Whew, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> my ears are still getting back. Um, and, and most of all, they learned more about Jesus Christ and who Jesus is and what he's done. And as you heard earlier, we had an eighth grade student. Uh, the Lord was just stirring within her heart over the camp, and then on Wednesday night, she gave her life to Jesus. So we praise the Lord for that. But we're currently in a series called Who Needs Christmas? Week one, Pastor Rich talked about that God needed Christmas. Why did God need Christmas? Because his, uh, he shared with us that God needed Christmas to fulfill his promise, and he needed Christmas to provide a way back to him. And in week two, we talked about that the world needed Christmas. The world needs the light. The world needs a witness. The world needs to receive him. And lastly, he said the world doesn't reject Christmas. It rejects the Christ of it. And I want to encourage you, if you've missed any of those sermons, I want to encourage you to go back on the Church Center app, download that app, and listen to these messages. They were great. They'll be an encouragement to you. Well, this morning, let's come to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, Lord. And we know that your word says in Isaiah 46, remember the former things, those of long ago. Lord, I pray that we would just remember what Christmas is all about. Christmas is all about your son, Jesus Christ, and his birth. And God, may we not forget that during this season, Lord, where there's, there's so many different things distracting us, so many things that are being placed upon our shoulders. God, may we remember what the season is all about. It's all about Jesus. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Awesome. So we are going to be diving into Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Um, but I want to ask a, a question. Who needs Christmas? We talked about the fact that God needed Christmas. We talked about how the world needed Christmas. What about us? We need Christmas. Every one of us in this room, we need Christmas. Some of us in this room, we tend to think that Christmas is, is about the gifts or the, the bonus checks we get or, or va uh, Christmas vacation. But that's not what Christmas is all about. Others of us don't think we need Christmas at all. Because we don't want to be in awkward family situations during the holidays, right? We don't want to, we don't want to uh, go out shopping. I was out shopping yesterday. It was wild, right? All of those things bring stress upon our hearts. But today, let's remember the reason behind the season. It's Jesus. It's not about the festivities or the tradition or the stress. It's all about Jesus. So if you came in this morning and you got stress on your shoulders, just take a deep breath. 
Because it's not about everything else going on. It's about Jesus. So this morning we'll be in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And in this chapter, this book, it's written by a man named Matthew. Matthew witnessed Jesus' ascension to heaven. And he's writing this book. And he's writing primarily to a Jewish audience, okay? And so really, it's kind of a bridge for us from the Old Testament and into the New Testament. Some call this the gospel of the king, because that's Matthew's primary goal. He wants to show these Jewish people that Jesus is the king. And that's what he's going to show us this morning. And in chapter 1, a lot of us, we bypass chapter 1, because there's over 40 names that are mentioned in chapter 1. Sometimes we get to chapters with names and we're like, I don't want to read all these crazy names. But the reality is that each one of these 40 names, over 40 names, has significant meaning and importance. It all points to the one true king, Jesus. Every one of those names does. There's over 14 generations that are represented within chapter 1. That's a lot of people. And it's amazing to see how Jesus is connected to all of them. And back in the Jewish culture back then, genealogies were very important. If a person didn't have a genealogy, they couldn't inherit certain things. And especially a person coming saying that they were of the son of David. And so these 14 generations, these over 40 names point to Jesus' royal lineage. And so I hope that we don't take them for granted, that we don't bypass them. One of the, the, the things that sticks out to me is Rahab. Seeing her name within chapter one, it just, it just sparks an interest in my heart it, it, and, a, and a love for that chapter because Rahab wasn't, wasn't the, in our minds, the greatest person to be in uh, genius, Jesus' genealogy, but she's there, right? It's beautiful. And so we're going to open up our Bibles to Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Uh, if you have your orange, if you picked up an orange Bible as you came in, uh, I believe it's on page 657, uh, but let's open up and let's read. Matthew 1, 18 to 25, it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law. He did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And said, Joseph, the son of David, Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. This passage is going to give us three different reasons as to why we, each and every single one of us in this room right now, need Christmas. Imagine if every single person in this room walked in today and they had a t-shirt. And on that t-shirt it had their first name. And then it had the meaning of their first name, okay? Let me give you some examples. Rich. If if Rich had Rich on his shirt, it means wealthy, right? You would be wealthy, dude. I don't know if Rich is wealthy, but for me it would be Andreas, and it means man. 
I am a man, okay? <laughs> but some of us, we have names that if they were on our shirts, would they really describe who we are today? Legitimately, right? And I think there are some parents today that, that just name their children without really thinking about what the meaning of a name is. What is the meaning behind the name you are giving your child? Because back in the Old Testament, the names that were given to children were of utmost importance. It was supposed to be something that was very significant. And we see this all throughout Scripture. When we see um, Abram, and then God changes his name to Abraham. And that means the father of many nations. And then we see Sarai changed into Sarah, a princess or a woman of many nations, a mother of many nations. So in the Bible, names are of utmost importance. And if you're reading scripture and you're like, dude, I don't even know what this name is. I can't pronounce this name. Do some research on it. Dive into it because I guarantee you there is meaning behind that name. And this morning, there is meaning behind the names that God's son receives within Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And these three names that he receives are names that should change the way that we perceive Christmas. The way that we should think about Christmas. All right? And so we're going to be here and the first name that God's son receives is the name Jesus. We need Christmas because we need Jesus. You're all like, "Woo! You're not blowing my mind, Pastor Dre." I know. It's right there. It's right there for us. We need Christmas because we need Jesus. You're all like, "We all came in this morning knowing that." Well, that's great. But do you know the meaning behind that name? That name is beautiful. This name is a, is a Greek form of the Hebrew name Joshua. And everyone in here named Joshua was like, yes! That's sweet. I didn't know. It's the, it's the Greek name for the Hebrew name Joshua. It means Yahweh saves or Jehovah saves or Jehovah the Savior. So Jesus simply means this, Savior. This is the human name that Jesus, God's son, receives. And we see this in verse uh, let's see, 21, she said, she, meaning Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will what? Save his people from their sins. Jesus is the Savior. And this name, uh, Savior, Jesus, meaning Savior, a Savior is a deliverer or one who rescues someone in distress. So what's he rescuing people from? He's rescuing us from our sin. Sin is anything that we do that goes against God's word or his commandments or his holiness, his righteousness. And every single one of us in this room is a sinner. Romans 6.23 says, For all have fallen short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. You know, when I think about Jesus being a savior, I think about the fact that it was his mission. It was the purpose that he was put here on earth to come down in a, in a, in a, a form of a human man. John 3.17 says this about Jesus' mission. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Luke 19.10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to what? Save, save the lost. Jesus is a savior. He came to save you and I. That's why we need Christmas. This is what we need to be reminded of every Christmas. Is the whole reason Jesus came down in the hum, uh, form of a human baby 
was to save us. He left glory, paradise, in order to save you and I. That blows my mind. And I hope it blows your mind. That's called love. That's called humility. Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The name of Jesus is significant because of who it represents. The name represents God our Savior. I love what uh, pastor and author Tim Keller says about Christmas. He says this, Christmas is the end of thinking you are better than someone else because Christmas is telling you that you could never get to heaven on your own. God had to come to you It is telling you that people who are saved are not those who have arisen through their own ability to be what God wants them to be. Salvation comes to those who admit how weak they are. And this is all about what the name of Jesus is about. The fact that he saves us and he shows us that we are weak individuals. That we are sinful individuals in need of his grace and his mercy. And this Christmas, may we remember that. May we remember that we cannot get to God on our own. There is a valley between us and God. And the only thing that can get us to God is Jesus himself. He is the Savior. We need Christmas because we need a Savior. We need Christmas because we need rescued. We need Christmas because we need saving. This is going to lead us to our second name we see in the passage about Jesus. We need Christmas because we need the Christ. Now, in this passage, it doesn't specifically aim at this name, Christ, but I want to point you to the very beginning of the passage. Verse 18, it says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. Another word for Christ is Messiah. And so we see this in our passage, and and the word Messiah or Christ means anointed or the anointed one. So Jesus... Jesus meaning Savior, he is the Savior. He's also the anointed one. All throughout the Old Testament, you'll read about kings and prophets being anointed. Jesus is the ultimate king. He is the one who is anointed, who is called. Some of us in here, maybe you didn't know, Jesus Christ, Christ isn't his last name. That's all right. Christ is his title. It's his title. It's like a doctor, right? Doctor so-and-so. It's his title, or the president, or, or the attorney at law, whatever. It's his title. It's, it's what he does. It's the title he's been given. And this is an important title, because without this title, I mean, yes, Jesus is a savior, but is he the savior? So this title really, really points him out to being the true one, the almighty one. All right, so there's a lot of meaning behind this word, Christ or Messiah. All throughout the Old Testament, we see that this, there's going to be this Messiah that's prophesied about in the book of Daniel, in the book of Isaiah, Psalms, Genesis, Deuteronomy, and so many more. It's all about the Messiah to come, and the Messiah is Jesus. In John chapter 20, verses 30 to 31, this is John closing his book. He says this, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. See, John wanted his readers 
to believe that Jesus was the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. So this Christmas, we need to remind ourselves, all right, Jesus is the Savior, and Jesus is the anointed one. He is the one that we are meant to worship and called to worship during the season. Matthew 16, Peter declared that Jesus is the Messiah, right? Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Peter responds, he says, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And Jesus responds by saying, Simon, son of Jonah, you will be, you will be the rock on which I build my church. We need Christmas because we need the Messiah. We need Christmas because we need the anointed one. And this leads us to the third name that Jesus, the Son of God, receives in this passage. The name Emmanuel. In our passage it said, in verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. We need Christmas because we need Emmanuel. Within this passage, we see an Old Testament uh, passage, Isaiah 7, 14, and it says this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel means God with us. What a blessing today that we can walk into church this morning knowing that if we have placed our faith in Jesus, God is is with us. What comfort that brings us. What peace that brings us. And what joy that brings us. Even in the midst of a hectic season. God with us simply means Jesus Christ is God. He is the Son of God. Even after giving the disciples the great commission, Jesus promises never to leave them. Matthew 28, 19 to 20, and by the way, this is our mission too. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is with us. This wasn't him just randomly saying. This was a promise. This is something that you and I, we can grab a hold of and know as a fact that Jesus promises never to leave us nor forsake us. No matter the season we're in, he's with us. Some of us, we're going through some valleys right now. And God's saying, I am with you. Why? Because my name is Emmanuel. I am God with you. And I will never leave you. Never forsake you. I love what uh, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, said. He said, his name is Emmanuel, God with us, because there is no pain that tears the heart but what Jesus has been with us in it all. In the fires, in the rivers, in the cold night, and under the burning sun, he cries, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. He is with you. We need Christmas because we need Emmanuel. We need God with us. And ultimately, we need Christmas because we need God's Son. 
We need all three of these names. These names were given to Jesus to show us who he truly is and what he was truly about to do and what he has done. The name Jesus meaning Savior. He is the one who saves us. He is the one who rescues us in the middle of whatever is going on in our lives. He's also the one who redeems us from our sin. Jesus paid the ultimate price that you and I owed. We owed death because sin equals death. And Jesus paid that penalty on the cross. And he rose three days later victoriously. And we could praise him for that because he is a victorious king. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. And Emmanuel, God with us. I believe that if Jesus walked in this morning and he had a shirt and it had his names on there. By the way, he has more names in scripture that I'm excited. I think Pastor is just going to be diving in some more. Listen, if he came walking this morning and he had a shirt on and had all of his names and the meanings behind them, we could know for a fact that every single one of those names is fact for Jesus that they are behind his mission, his purpose, and his character, that they're all true, and they're all the meaning behind Christmas. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, that you are Jesus the Savior. You are the one who saves us and redeems us. You are the Christ, the anointed one. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And I pray that in the midst of this season, Father, that we would remember what Christmas is truly all about. It's all about Jesus. And we need Christmas because of your son. We need your son. Lord, I pray for anyone in here who came in this morning, maybe they don't know your son, Jesus. Maybe they don't have a relationship with him yet. I pray, Father, that today would be that day where they surrender and they bow before you and they give their lives to you, Jesus, and they trust you as their Lord and Savior. I pray for those of us who have given our lives to you, Jesus, that during the midst of this season, God, I pray that we would not be bogged down by everything going on, that, that this wouldn't be a Christmas that is a dry season, but that this would be a Christmas that is overflowing that we would remember the true meaning behind these names that you are given within Matthew chapter one. God, there's so much significant to the, significance to these names. I pray that we would grab a hold of them and that we would remind ourselves day in and day out, even up till Christmas, even past Christmas, what these names truly mean. You are our savior, you are the anointed one, and you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen.